Lost Talk Radio. Well, all right, everybody. Welcome to the Sports Addict Fantasy Football Show, Week Three Edition. It's September twenty third, two thousand twenty two, and we're here to talk all things Week Three Fantasy Football. Uh, this is our first episode of this here Fantasy Football Show. After a couple of, uh, well, what have you, we'll call them. My name is Clark Lawrence. What's that? What? False starts. False. Look at you. Look at you. Uh, I'm Clark Lawrence. Al and I have been podcasting together for quite a long time. My partner, Al Larcher, he's been winning some DraftKings the last few years. And we're here today to talk to you. We're here for the rest of the season to talk to you about yeah. daily fantasy football and maybe some year-long in there as well. But here he is, Al Larcher. Well, thank you, Clark. It's uh, week three of the NFL, and I think today we're going to tackle uh, some tournament plays uh, looking at the DraftKings slate ahead. Um, I generally I play, I play in the 150 max, which I won um, in 2020. Uh, the 50-cent game, I turned that into $15,000, taking first in that game. Um, I like playing in the 20 max, the $3 game. I believe that's the play action, mm-hmm. uh, $50,000, I think, first place prize. Uh, I've gotten as high as seventh in that tournament. Um, and then I, I used to play the dollar 20 max. Um, I did take first place in that tournament as well. There's a couple of those. Uh, but I think mine was had a, a field size of around, uh, it was a little over 100,000 people in that game. And uh, yeah, the last two weeks, I've been in the top one percentile. Of uh, uh, of my tournament plays, I'm, I'm getting teams in the one percentile every week for the last two weeks. So things are good. I'm not an expert. I'm not a professional. Um, I, I I play low stake uh, games, uh, but I've turned that into uh, you know over thirty thousand. I've taken two hundred dollars and turned it into over thirty thousand dollars in winnings. So um, yeah, I I, I kind of know what I'm doing, but I not really. I mean, I, I still guess and get lucky, but for the most part. Um, I do break things down pretty well, and uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about it. Currently, I'm ranked 60th in the Scott Fishbowl. There it is. So I got, I got some year-long stuff going, but I'm projected to do pretty horrible this week because uh, things aren't going to go my way as they've done. Um, I built a, a Buffalo stack, um, which has been carrying me, obviously, because right. uh, they've been dominant. And uh, Buffalo is going to be on the uh, the main slate this week, 13-game main slate on DraftKings. Not going to talk any FanDuel. I don't like playing FanDuel. Um, I got suspended from DraftKings once, and they forced me to play FanDuel. But as long as they allow me to play DraftKings, we're going to stick with that. Yeah, that's um, what I – I wanted to ask you that real quick. Uh, it, it just you, – you spent a couple weeks playing it, and it just wasn't doing it for you, so now we're back to DraftKings. I like the DraftKings game as well. Yeah, I feel like, well, I think there's bigger tournaments on DraftKings. You know, I like playing the the larger the field size, the better I tend to do. Ah, um, that makes sense. As a matter of fact, you know, I've just started recently this year. I'm playing the single entry games. I'm playing, you know, the $50 single entry game. Um, and uh, I made my money last week. You know, I, I got to like, uh, out of 6,000 people, I think I, I got to like 538 which uh, gave me $100 on the 50. So I doubled my money, but nowhere near the top where I want to be and where, where I'm going to get. Um, but it, it is a different learning experience playing on a, a smaller, you know, against 6,000 people versus playing against, you know, 100,000 people or, or 400,000 people. And, uh, yeah, so uh, I, I like to play uh, 
you know, the larger field tournaments because you get to, you get to take more chances. But I think what we're going to do is we're just going to start with the games that have the highest over and under and just kind of break down some plays within those games. And we're only going to go for about an hour. So if we run out of time, why don't you set like a 15-minute warning? So if there's any questions, if we've got anything going in the last 15 minutes, we could kind of cover kind of a speed round. But we're going to get through as many teams yeah. going down the over and under list as possible. Um, I think the big game this week, the tournament game, the exciting game, I've, I've optimized 150 uh, teams right now. They're not set to where I want them to be. Uh, they don't have all the rules that I like to design. I haven't, I haven't made my pairings. I haven't, I haven't set my stacks yet. So it's a very basic 150 run, but it kind of gives me an idea of where ownership is going. And uh, right now, Stefan Diggs, uh, Amon St. Brown, those are, those are wide receivers that my model is liking and attacking frequently. And uh, it looks like the punt this week is, is going to be uh, Irv Smith of the Minnesota Vikings at tight end. Um, I, he's just a great value. He's projecting very high. He's 3,100 at the tight end position. Uh, he's projecting for around – you know, 10-point ceiling, 7-point uh, projection, uh, which is which is pretty good at that price point. Um, I think his true ceiling could be about 15 points. And, uh, yeah, so he, he's going to be in a lot of lineups this week, Irv Smith at, uh, um, of the Minnesota Vikings at tight end. But, you know, we'll look at the games, and then uh, we'll look at those players within those games. But there's just some ideas once you start getting to building. If you want some money savings, uh, Irv Smith is the way to go, although he is going to catch some ownership because those guys always do. So the over and under is the top teams with the over and under right now at uh, 52 and a half is the Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins, the Detroit Lions, and the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, both of them are very exciting games. Both of them have a lot of fantasy equity. Um, I think the game this week, and I can't wait to talk about it, is going to be Philadelphia, Washington. Wow. I think a lot of people are going to be there, but I also think that's the best value. In my 150 projections, my ceiling games of, of like the top 20, like 80% of them are, are Washington and Philadelphia. But let's start, with, let's start with the big one. Let's start with the big money one. Let's start the one that's going to cost you the most. It's going to have a lot of ownership. The Buffalo Bills projecting to put up 29 points against the uh, Miami Dolphins. Um, this game, this game's juicy, man. It's exciting. Well, you have Josh Allen at 8,200. Yeah, uh, um, that might in that which, Miami comeback yeah. is it's just enticing with that. Even even with the Buffalo defense, yeah. Go ahead with Allen, yeah, 8,200. Well, huh? you, you, you have Josh Allen at 8,200. So, it, I mean, realistically speaking, if you want to make a stack. You know, you're you're gonna want to get the equity of uh, of digs, and so now you're absorbing a lot of ownership, and you're absorbing a lot of money. Uh, Stephon Diggs is at uh, 7,700. Um, Gabe Davis at 6,300. He may not even be 100% right now, and uh, this could be a good week for Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox is a good pivot off of ownership. Um, Right now, he's only projecting at uh, – he's under 5% projected ownership. So if you're looking to create uh, a Buffalo stack, and if, especially if you're double stacking, you're almost going to have to play Dawson Knox in it. Um, and I, I think it, it's a pretty good play. But, I mean, at that point, you've now spent $20,000 uh, of your salary. You're taking on some pretty heavy ownership. And if you want to do a run back, obviously, you've got Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddell, 
you're probably going to want to go with the cheaper option there and go with the, the 6,800 and go Jalen Waddle over uh, Tyreek Hill. Both of them's ownership projections are about the same. Uh, both of them ceiling are, are similar. Uh, Tyreek Hill, obviously, the better, the better ceiling, the better projection, but only slightly. And, uh, you know, you're talking, you're talking almost a thousand dollars more off of Waddle. So Waddle might be the good play there. Uh, so if I were building a stack, I, I would probably go Ellen Diggs, Knox, Waddle in that game um, from the Buffalo side. You know, if you want to get creative, I don't think there's any run equity of this game. I don't like any of the running backs. Um, I, I think this is this is a game you're, that, that you're going to want to see a lot of passing. Um, you know, Buffalo has a committee of running backs. Miami isn't going to run against Buffalo. Buffalo is stout against the run. Um, so it's just, it's just a game to avoid the run. Uh, you're going to want to find your running backs elsewhere. So once you get to that, you're only looking at a couple uh, passing options. And those are, of course, uh, the ones we, we ran through. Diggs, uh, Gabe Davis, Dawson Knox, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell. I'm not big on Gabe Davis coming off of an injury, um, although I probably will have him in the mix of uh, some lineups uh, just to kind of uh, give myself some uh, different options, different looks at the game. Attacking it from the Miami side is very doable as well. You know, last week I made the mistake of not double stacking the Miami Dolphins. And my thinking was, I was like, I think Tua is going to take one of those wide receivers and have a hell of a week with them. Um, What I didn't foresee was Tua uh, throwing – uh, ungodly amount of times. What, what were we at in the attempts here? He threw the ball 50 times. Wow. You know, 36 completions, 469 yards, almost 500 yards. So obviously both receivers ate, and uh, that was a hell of a stack last week. And uh, by the way, only 3% of the field played uh, uh, Tua. Yeah. So, yeah. That makes you know, a lot that, of sense. That was good. It was a good. It was a good team to have for sure. Um, it actually wasn't my high score last week, but um, I think it won a lot of people a lot of money. And uh, they're going to be chasing it this week um, because, I mean, this game just, just seems very juicy. Um, but the ownership on Tua is still projected under 5% right now. So if you want to go the game, you know, everyone's going to be playing Josh Allen, and, and rightfully so, but Josh Allen's expensive. So you could go Tua at 6,100. You can go, uh, you know, Tyreek Hill or Waddle or both. I would, I would honestly, I'd probably play both. Um, that gets you to 20,500. Uh, so now it's adding up, but you're getting a lot higher of a ceiling than you are with uh, Diggs and a tight end. And then you run it back. You're, you may have to play Dawson Knox in the run back uh, at the 4,100 just to make your team playable to get to a ceiling. Uh, otherwise, if you play Diggs as the run back, you know, he's 7,700. You're now talking about an average of uh, under $5,000 per player left. And you still have two running back positions. You still have to fill the uh, flex. You still have to play, fill the tight end. And of course you could go, you could punt at the defense position, which will raise your average up a little bit, but yeah, uh, it, it's going to be really hard to do with Diggs where if you play Knox, and this is putting a lot of weight on Knox, man. You know, I, I don't know that he's going to get any touchdowns. and He, he needs touchdowns. Um, that puts you a little over 5,000 
dollar average to spend on uh, your remaining players. Um, and it fills your tight end slot. So, hmm. yeah, I mean, this game is nice. There's a lot of good plays there, but it's expensive. It's expensive and there's going to be ownership attached to it. Um, which tends to make these things very ugly. Um, in in massive field tournaments, you know, tournaments of over 200,000 players, uh, such as the Millie Maker, I don't think this is going to be a game that's good, that's going to win you a lot of money. In smaller field tournaments, and you you know tournaments with six thousand players, where you don't have to get you don't have to get the best, you, you don't you don't have to get the huge pop, you don't have to have a uh, Hogan slamming Andre to go. get to get the uh, the ninety three thousand people cheering for you, and you just need a little bit of uh, the rub. Um, this game is probably pretty safe to play or stack around. Um, also, you know, I'm not a big fan of, of uh, Lamar Jackson's players this week. And I was going to say maybe you could pivot to him off of Josh Allen and actually put jo- uh, a Lamar Jackson as uh, in the Josh Allen role and have him be the quarterback of the stack. But that's not going to work because he's $8,000. I thought he was a little cheaper than that. So scratch that idea. Bad okay. idea. All right. Yep. Um, let's see. I like hearing you talk this quick optimizer here. a little bit is what I like to hear there, Al. It, it works. It, oh, it yeah. helps all of us here. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit the optimizer on the ceiling for this game right now, with Tua as my quarterback, and Hill and Waddle as my uh, wide receivers, and Dawson Knox as my run back. It's gonna get me to a ceiling of about a uh, hundred and ninety six. Um, and your running backs are gonna be kind of chalky. Um, David Montgomery, Miles Sanders. I really like Miles Sanders this week, by the way. You know, we're not going to talk a lot of running back because we're going to be playing. We're going to be going through games. Uh, but when it comes to the best play at the running back position at the best price, I like Miles Sanders. His ownership's about half of David Montgomery. David Montgomery is going to be very chalky this week. Um, a lot of people are going to want to play him in that shit game. Uh, you know, Bears Texans. Uh, but why, why am I, I so Why am I so intrigued by that? Is it that because we're from Chicago? Is that yeah, what it is? Is that why we're Bears fans? We're yeah, homers. Absolutely. You know, I was looking at my quarterback pool. I'm down to twelve quarterbacks, and one of them is Justin Fields. There's no reason I should be playing Justin Fields this week. So, you know. But again, when I won when I won my biggest tournament, uh, I did it with Drew Locke as quarterback. So, you know, maybe this is the Justin Fields Just week. Quickly though, like, do, are we going to have to rely on fields in the Larcher and Lawrence Collective? Uh, we're in a high stakes game together that we co-own. Uh, is, are we good to go with uh, Herbert? My opinion. Well, today's Friday morning. We're doing this at five in the morning. Yeah. Um, the in, the last injury report is going to come out tonight, uh, Friday, uh, this afternoon. Um, I, I'm going to be watching closely to it. I, my my suspicion is he's on a long week. You know, they played the Thursday game, so he got a little oh, bit yeah. of a mini buy. He's yeah. rested. Uh, I think I think he's going to get the juice. I think, you know, they're going to drug him up, drag him out there, and he's going to play some football because, I mean, he's a That's baller. football. There it is. He's okay. a baller. So I, I'm projecting Herbert's going to play. The other big question is I don't know what's going on with Mike Evans. Uh, I haven't seen – I tried Googling it, and I'm not going to get any information. I know there was an appeal. I thought the appeal hearing was Tuesday, and uh, I don't know how that went. The Google hasn't uh, mentioned – it doesn't mention anywhere if if he's been, uh, yeah. if it's been granted, if it's been stayed for for a week, like what? right. I mean, I, I'm going under the assumption he's not playing and he's going to serve a suspension this week. So, um, but that that's another thing I'm monitoring. Um, you know, Swift. I, I'm a little concerned with Swift. I, I, I heard uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey 
uh, was on the injury report today. Um, mm-hmm. So these are just a couple things, you know, I'm watching, but you're going to have a lot more information after this program, whenever you're listening to it, uh, because it's probably going to be later in the evening on Friday. And you can go ahead and, and, and look at, you know, go to Adam Schefter, to look at some inactives, look at, look at injury reports and see who played, who were uh, part, partial participants who were full participants and kind of get a, get an idea of what's going on there. Okay. So there's, there's two games with the same over and under the second one being, uh, what I say? Uh, Detroit, Minnesota, uh, I believe is what it was. Uh, double check here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Detroit, Minnesota. Uh, this game, look, you know, you're going to get some good savings at quarterback. This is the second highest over and under on the week. Both these teams pace exceptionally well. They're up-tempo teams. They're looking to pass the ball. And you have access to the sun god, uh, Armand St. Brown. So, you know, right now the ownership projections have both these quarterbacks projecting under 10% ownership. You know, generally like a high, a high ownership quarterback is about 15%. So, the, so right now, uh, Cousins is projecting at about 10%. Goff is projecting at about 5%. Uh, I, I prefer, I much prefer Kirk Cousins to Jared Goff. But I do think Jared Goff, it does have some appeal. You know, he's 5,800. He's probably one of the cheapest quarterbacks on the board that could get you a realistic ceiling of almost 30 points. Um, against Minnesota, which, man, they're hurting in their secondary right now. And... You know, everybody's talking about it. And surprisingly, ownership projections aren't really all that crazy for Armand St. Brown right now. You know, really? he's he's priced up to about he's priced up to seventy two hundred. And there's there's you know, now you're in the AJ Brown territory. So, you know, would you rather have AJ Brown or would you rather have Armand St. Brown? And and the answer is Armand St. Brown. Look, a lot of people don't like being late to the party, you know. Um, I've been on I've been on St. Brown and a lot of people have been on St. Brown uh, going back to last season, last five, six games. I mean, the guy has just been on fire um, and it, it's because he has such a massive uh, target share. I saw Michael Leone of Establish the Run. He put a tweet. There out it there. is. Uh, the, uh, the, the tweet yeah. that's there about um, how his last eight games with the target share. 20, do, you, do, you mind, do you want me to just rattle it off since I got it right here yeah. for you? Yeah, uh, week 13 of 2021, this starts. Uh, 29.3, 30.8, 42.3, 31.4, 29.7, 31.3, 32.4, and 35.3 through last week, week two. That's and just to, put that crazy. In, just to put that in perspective, yeah. last year, in the last couple of years, the highest guy with the market share has been uh, Devontae Adams with the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. You know, if you think about it, Aaron Rodgers has one receiver in Green Bay, and that was Adams, and he threw the ball to him. His target share was about 30%. Wow. So you're talking about uh, Devontae Adams-type um, equity. And, I mean, to put it in realistic numbers, you know, that was 12 targets uh, week two. That was 12 targets week one. Last week, it was – or last year – uh, it was 10 targets, 10 targets, 11 targets, 11 targets, 12 targets, 12 targets. And th- this has put up 24 uh, DraftKings points, 15, 23, 26, 38, 29. Week one this year, 20. And then week two this year, 42. So uh, the sun god has arrived. He's risen, my friends. 
and uh, it's time it's time to get a little uh, suntan lotion and and go out there and just bask in his glory, bask in this man's glory <laughs> as much as you can. Do not jump off the bandwagon. Uh, play him in cash games, play him in tournament games, play him anywhere you could play him. Uh, the value is there, the production is there, and uh, the opportunity, I mean, is endless. And uh, he's in a good spot again this week with the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, the projections are in the ownership. You know, you, you could see a lot of times, and if you don't have the tool to find ownership out, you know, I suggest establish the run. Uh, Fantasy Labs, I use both of those. Um, but there's some free sites out there that actually show projections. I mean, the less money you spend, the worse your projections probably are more generic and basic, but a lot of times projections kind of tell you what the field thinks is going to happen. And looking at projections on this game, they think that Minnesota is going to run and run a lot with uh, Delvin cook, who's been uh, absent the last uh, two weeks of the year. You know, if you, if you drafted Delvin cook early in your year long leagues, you know, uh, he's been kind of a disappointment. Um, but the giant, the, the uh, Detroit lions are terrible at defense, uh, especially at stopping the run. And uh, this is a game for Delvin Cook to cook. And uh, so it makes sense to. But being a good tournament player is walking away from what the field is projecting and going in the other direction. And being contrarian doesn't mean, you know, playing uh, DJ Shark at 100% in this game because he's the lowest owned projected wide receiver. No, that's a bad play. Um, being contrarian just means doing what the field isn't doing. And right now, Justin Jefferson is $9,300, and only 6% of the field is playing him because his price is so high. Well, this game has a lot of cheap plays and a cheap quarterback and a good stack. I don't think you need to double stack the Minnesota Vikings. I don't think you need to double stack Kirk Cousins. Um, I mean, if you want to get crazy, you can, I was going to say maybe, maybe you do it with um, Delvin Cook, but that's dangerous um as mentioned earlier i think herb smith is going to be the the tight end of the week he's in this game um he's only projecting about 10 percent ownership i think that's wrong i think that's he's gonna be it's gonna be a lot higher he can get up to 20 uh percent ownership uh just because he's the right fit like you, you just look at all the options in that price point he's the guy to play and it, it, he makes a lot of sense so you're really going to have to get creative in finding players that aren't projecting well. I'm sorry, they're projecting well, but don't have a lot of ownership at the running back position. You cannot play the chalk running back um, plays if if you play the stack. Uh, but I think the stack is, is worth investing in. This might be, um, uh, this is one that could definitely win, win you the million dollars. This is one that could definitely win a smaller field tournament as well. Um, I think it plays into both very well you know if, if you want to get crazy man if you want to roll the dice and you get you want to go a little wacko that jared goff stack is right there for you you know jared goff st brown um i might even consider playing uh jamal williams and, and throwing the running back in there um a pivot off of uh swift who uh who's been banged up he has the questionable tag and uh, Jamal Williams is getting touches. And um, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's getting some good red zone looks too. Um, so he might be good, you know, because he's going to have zero ownership. He's going to be under 5% owned. 
Um, that could be crazy. That could be a stupid play. Uh, but, but it's one to consider. Uh, 12, 12, 12 rushing attempts last week. Week one, he had 11 rushing attempts. By the way, two touchdowns week one against the Philadelphia Eagles. So, you know, there is a ceiling for this guy. And uh, he's, he's, he's cheap and he's unowned in what is otherwise an expensive uh, But, I mean, you could try to squeeze in Swift if you want to go that route because um, you're, saving, you're saving a lot of money playing a golf. Um, and then, you know, you do St. Brown. You could do Shark. Um, I think Josh Reynolds is playable, um, you know, under 5% ownership. DJ Shark under 5% ownership. Adam Thielen's in a great spot. Um, under 5% ownership. He has a clear ceiling, uh, and they could, they could really try to double cover uh, Justin Jefferson and uh, Thielen, who nobody wants to touch, could be a pretty good play. So, like, basically everybody in this game is playable, and it's about getting creative with ownership, and it's about trying to get those studs into. Like, don't, don't, don't give up your ceiling to be too creative. Don't get so contrarian that, you know, you forget about the major parts. Um, I do that sometimes, you know, I'll get so excited about, about B players. I forget about the A players and the A players at the end of the day are the ones who have the realistic ceiling, you know, Justin Jefferson realistically could put over 30 points up. Um, Armand St. Brown could maybe get to 30, uh, but, but he, he's definitely could do over 20, you know, 25 range. Uh, those guys have real ceilings and uh, they could get you those 200 points you need to win a tournament. And, uh, so, yeah, I like this game a lot. Um, it's not super pricey. It's not as pricey as a Buffalo game, but it does have the same over and under. Um, you have more opportunities to play less owned players in this game. You know, it's, it's, it's a sexy game. Um, I would say hey, don't play Delvin Cook if you're playing this stack. Use Delvin Cook in your other games um, if you feel he's a good play you know, absolutely play him. Like if you are doing a crazy ass bears stack, you know, and, in the Houston Texans, you're not spending any money anywhere. You know, you, you could, you could spend up and get Delvin cook and you could get another chalky running back and you can make some magic there uh, with those cheap quarterbacks. But in this game stack, I, I think he's the guy to pivot away from uh, because he is projected right now as the highest owned player of this game. So, um, Although I think, like I said, I think Irv Smith is actually going to be the highest point player. And uh, I stand corrected. Armand uh, St. Brown is uh, the highest projected player in this game. Um, but I think he's only projecting at about 15% ownership, which is just way too low. I mean, he should be 20-plus uh, ownership. So I'm going to be overweight on him. He's not a chalk I'm going to want to fade. Um, I don't think that's that crazy of a chalk to begin with. So, yeah, uh, this game is definitely playable. Uh, I do, again, like it better than Buffalo-Miami. Buffalo-Miami is a lot sexier. A lot of people are going to be wanting to play that game. Uh, I think this game, um, it's not going to get overlooked, but I don't think it's going to be played as much as the, uh, the Buffalo game. And uh, there's a lot of good value there. And there's top-shelf players. So, yeah, play this game. Awesome. All right, let's see here. Let's just go down to the next uh, over and under. And, uh, of course, we're doing over and unders because, you know, you want to play the games where the equity is. You want to play the games where the touchdowns are. The higher the over-under, the more Vegas believes that the game is going to be a high-scoring affair, and that's where fantasy happens. That's where the good fantasy value comes in. Uh, 
Why isn't Indianapolis? Oh, because I'm not playing the Indianapolis quarterback. Right. Okay. Um, if if I skip it over and under, that just means I'm not interested in any of the quarterbacks because okay. I'm looking at my quarterback list, the players I'm playing. And uh, so uh, Patrick Mahomes and the uh, our next up, this is a game I don't think a lot of people are going to play. Um, this game just – it's just kind of – you know, it has a high over and under, but it, it's just kind of ugly. Um, Do you mind if I ask the game. Indianapolis game, uh, th- this game, you said you, you weren't interested in Indianapolis much, but you're still interested in talking about this game? Yeah. Like, is Taylor, because, you know, I drafted Taylor first in a year-long league. Is, right. Where's he at? Like, what are you doing with him? Is he Is he playable in this game? What's going on here? Yeah, he's definitely playable. I mean, if the Colts are to win this game, they're going to run, and they're going to run a lot. Okay. And they're going to control the clock, and they're going to want to slow this game down to a screeching halt. And the way to do that is with Justin uh, Taylor, or I'm sorry, Jonathan Taylor. He's definitely playable. He's $9,000. You know, he's a guy, again, I'm talking game stacks. I'm, I'm, we're, I'm approaching games through game stacks here. Um, he's a guy I'm playing in those cheap stacks. Um, of those other games, you know, if I'm playing a Trevor Lawrence stack, uh, I'm going to think about putting a Jonathan Taylor in it. Um, If I'm playing, you know, God forbid, a Marcus Mariota stack and, uh, you know, going up against the uh, pitiful Seattle Seahawks, um, I'm probably going to put a Jonathan Taylor in that game Um, or, or, or a Christian McCaffrey or, um, you know, yeah. Eckler, I don't think Eckler's in it. Eckler's man, that's just a hard, the hard nut to crack right now. Um, he's definitely playable. Definitely has a ceiling similar to those guys, but his floor is pretty realistic as well. So, uh, although in my model Eckler is projecting better than any of those guys, Christian McCaffrey is projecting the worst. Uh, Jonathan Taylor uh, comparable to Eckler in projection. Um, you know, Eckler's a thousand dollars less than those two guys. Uh, which is why um, I think he's projecting so well. But if, if you're going to spend up, if you're going to if you're going to spend up to be contrarian, uh, those guys are around five percent ownership. You know, people aren't going to touch them. I think people are going to be more excited to play Justin Jefferson. I think they're going to be more excited to play um, Armand St. Brown uh, at less money. Um, I, I think they're going to want to play Cup. I think they're going to want to play Cooper Cup uh, if they're going to spend that much money at, uh, well, I mean, he's almost 10, he's almost $10,000. That's going to be a hard guy to get into any lineup this week. Although right now he's projecting a 10% ownership. So, uh, it's interesting how people are going to do that, but, um, yeah, I mean, those guys are all playable. They're all the guys with the top ceilings and you, you want guys with the highest ceilings in your roster. Uh, you just want to pick the right one, which, you know, easier said than done. I don't know that Jonathan Taylor is the right one. Um, but he, but he has potential to be. Uh, I think I like McCaffrey this week better than I like uh, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, $200 less on McCaffrey. Uh, same ceiling, same projection, uh, you know, comparable floor. Um, and going up against the Saints. Oh, Saints, man, I, I, guess, I guess you could get it through the air. Uh, through, through passing with McCaffrey. But anyways, yeah, so, so those guys are all playable. As far as the stack goes, I'm not interested in any of uh, 
uh, the Indianapolis Colts from that side of it. Uh, it might be contrarian to do so. Uh, um, I mean, if you really want to get crazy, you could go ahead and you, and you could play uh, Matt Ryan. They're going to want to run. The only way they're winning that game is running. So a hard pass for me. So I'm not going to look at uh, playing any any of the Colts side. So I'm going to stack it from the um, Kansas City side. Obviously, I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes, and uh, I'm going to stack him with uh, Travis Kelsey. Um, Kelsey's in a, in a fantastic spot this week, and he could break the slate. Um, you know, he's a tight end who's, who's just going to get he's, – he's, he's the number one wide receiver. The problem with, with uh, Kelsey this week is he's priced as the number one wide receiver. He's a 7,900, and uh, man, that, that's that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of money. That, that is a number one receiver uh, play. Um, and I would generally like to play other guys at that price point um, that aren't tight ends. So that's why game stacks are fun because game stacks are going to force me to play Travis Kelsey because I'm going to want to stack him with Patrick Mahomes. Um, there's going to be pretty low ownership on that stack. Um, and then you can run it back with the Colts, you know, uh, Pittman, um, you know, uh, Pittman's questionable right now. Um, I, I saw you, he was practicing. Want, he was practicing this week. So let's see. Yeah. I think he's going to play right now. I, I'm not putting any cap on him, which I usually do if I'm concerned about an injury. Um, okay. So Pitt, Pittman, Pittman's a good run back. Uh, Elshon Doolin, uh, he's not projecting that well this week. Yeah, I wouldn't touch that. Okay. Um, Let's get off of that. Yeah, I think Pittman, I think Pittman's the only play on the run back there. I also really like um, Schuster, Juju Smith-Schuster. 5,500, nice pivot off of Kelsey, or you could do the double stack and play him. So you're saying you could run, you can run back with Schuster? No, I'm saying if, you, if you're running a double uh, Mahomes stack. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. If you're running yeah, yeah. the two Kansas City guys. Um, you know Schuster. I think I think uh, Marquez Velding Scatling oh, yeah. is also playable. Um, I wouldn't play him outside of this stack, um, but he, he's a good option to kind of get you off the chalk. He's going to be under five percent ownership. Um, Schuster. I think people are going to be on. They're going to be playing a lot of him, not just in this game, but uh, outside of this game. You know, his price, he's only 5500 and uh, I think they're going to go to him a lot. So if they, could sh- if they could shut Kelsey down, I mean, he's, he's going to be where they're going to end up, where Mahomes is going to be throwing the ball. Um, if you want to get crazy, I think it's realistic to build a stack that doesn't have Kelsey, that goes Schuster-Scatling, and then run it back with, Pitt- with uh, Pittman. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be brave enough to do that. I'm definitely going to want uh, Travis Kelsey. Because, again, I don't think I'm going to play a lot of Travis Kelsey outside of this game. So if I am playing this game, if I am attacking it, I'm going to want to get my share and exposure on Kelsey. Um, but I don't think I'm going to look for him in, like, a single-entry tournament, um, even though, you know, he could smash a tight end. And I don't think there's a lot of competition this week at tight end. Um, you do have Mark Andrews, but Mark Andrews is uh, in the same price point, um, $1,000 less but you're still spending almost $7,000 on a tight end. The, the play nobody wants to touch who has a comparable ceiling to those guys. I mean, I'll be at about, you know, 10 points less than uh, uh, Travis Kelsey, but um, at 4,800, 
man, Kyle Pitts, the guy sucks. Like, he doesn't suck, but his fantasy play sucks. And uh, I've been trying to get away from him. But his – like, it's so hard to walk away from good opportunity yep. and low ownership. And Kyle Pitts is getting targets. Kyle Pitts is getting looks. Kyle Pitts is getting elite usage. He just hasn't put up fantasy points. Um, I mean, week one he had seven targets. Last week he only had three, which is a little concerning. Uh, but they were playing the Rams. Um, I, th- I think he, I think he's going to get at least five targets this week, and uh, you know, forty yards, and uh, you got to hope for a touchdown, or you got to hope that they just start feeding him. But clearly, uh, Drake London is the go-to on the Falcons. So, uh, but but those those are your high-end tight ends. Kind of get those out of the way. Um, that uh, Kyle Pitts, so year-long folks, like just he was what top three tight end, right? Year-long top. Yeah, man. I mean, people were getting him around the early third round. Um, where, like, where do you see that? Got me feeling horrible. Right they've now. got right, exactly. But I didn't. Do you see a place I didn't that any of his, just for the record? His pricing is so low through the rest, like he could be your sleeper then as well. I mean, it's, that's a lot of targets he's getting yeah. for a guy who's not producing right now. I mean, that's either going to go down or we're going to see something happen, right? I mean, Atlanta's projected for 20 points, so two touchdowns, maybe three touchdowns in that game for the Atlanta side. I mean, they're going up against the hapless, uh, you know, Seahawks, who uh, I know they won their first game against Denver, but... Week two, Gino yeah. was back down to earth a little bit there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, it is Gino Smith. I mean, uh, there's just – there's nothing to get that, – that's a game I'm obviously not touching uh, from from either side. I do like Mariota a little bit, but anyways, uh, back to back to the game at hand, the Kansas City uh, Colts. Um, I mean, I think I've said pretty much all that there is to say on it. Uh, you know, Schuster's a great play this week all around. Um I mean, I might even consider him in cash. Like, that's how much I, I, I'm liking Schuster. Um, no, no, I think, that, that's, I think I'm getting a little ahead of myself there. I'm going to put the brakes on that comment. But um, Kelsey's great. Just the price is, is high. But no, you're going you're gonna to get – you're going to pivot a lot off of the field by actually playing Kelsey and Mahomes. Um, and, it's, and it's Kelsey and Mahomes, you know. Okay. Those, those, I mean, they're expensive. And uh, but they're they're elite players. It can absolutely, you know, it, it, it's one of those deals. At the end of the week, you know, it wouldn't shock me if the million dollar winner had uh, Mahomes and Kelsey in it, and everyone going like, of course, you know, why why didn't I do that? Um, but the but the but the price isn't there. There is a lot of savings this week, I think. So I, I think there are a lot of uh, low cost options that can make a lot of these higher end uh, stacks work. All right, let's, uh, Where let's to? see. Where Sorry, to? I mentioned Eckler. Um, okay. Hold on here. I just got to get my sorting system going here. Yep. Actually, uh, fantasy uh, labs right now. This here is week one of the show. I will uh, I'll, uh, go back to the drawing board here and be ready to help with week two of our show. Of course, we're talking about week yeah, three of fantasy football. Yeah, by all means. If oh, people ahead. are listening and you want to hit me up on Twitter, it's at uh, Larcher Than Life is my Twitter handle. Yeah. It's uh, L-A-R-C-H-E-R-T-H-A-N-L-I-F-E, like the Backstreet uh, Boys song. 
And on, um, on the same reign, if you want to follow the show and, and see when we're doing the show and, and get some updates and whatnot, that's at Larcher Lawrenson on Twitter. We are sports addicts there. It's uh, but at Larcher Lawrenson. Uh, and feel, feel free to hit me up on, uh, you know, sit or starts. Sit or starts? Really. Oh, yeah. I thought that was a, a new social media, like, messaging system. Sit or start. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, where you get a babysitter so you can go to wrestling shows. Uh, <laughs> and good. by the way, uh, you know, if you don't listen to our other program, we're both wrestling fans, and uh, uh, basically, I take my I, I take my winnings and uh, I use it uh, on wrestling. And uh, you know, I went to uh, Tokyo. I, I went to the uh, uh, Wrestle Kingdom twelve a couple years yep. ago. Uh, a lot of fun. Did you uh, see? Uh, did you see that uh, Japan's? soon opening up yeah. everything uh you know no uh no restrictions anymore so when we when we pull it big this weekend here al we're going to tokyo right. wrestle we're kingdom we're going to tokyo baby and we, if we're going to tokyo for wrestle kingdom we're going to the rice bowl because that happens the day before yeah. so which is absolutely so tokyo right in that same period it's japan's professional american rules football league in their championship yeah the old rice bowl the tokyo dome absolutely. green egg the giant egg yeah egg dome um, Absolutely. All right, They're so uh, 50 and a half was the KC Indianapolis game. The next game on the list is, um, and we're almost at the game I want to talk about, which is Philly-Washington. Uh, next on the list is uh, the Rams versus the Arizona Cardinals. <sighs> Man, I don't, I like, I'm not high on this game at all. Maybe maybe I should be. Maybe, maybe this is going to be a flaw. Um I think pricing is really high. You know, uh, the studs like Cooper Cup. Um, if I'm going to play Cooper Cup, I'm probably going to find ways to play him in other games. You know, um, Dorich um, has been a good value in Arizona. I think he's a good value again this week. He was last week's kind of value play. Um, and I think you can go back to the well on him. That's Greg Dorich of the Arizona uh, uh, Cardinals. He's filling in for the, the – uh, Moore with Rondell Moore out. He's taken that role and uh, he's been running with it. 4,300. He's a good steal. Um, he's probably going to catch some ownership. Uh, but right now, he, he is projected under 10% ownership. So, uh, Greg Dorich, again, could be a nice, nice value play. Uh, Marquise Brown. Uh, I mean, the ceiling is 6,000. It's an okay price point. You know, I don't feel like Kyle Murray is, is, has been looking all that great. Um, this game, by the way, does is going to have good pacing to it. Um, it's going to have a good tempo. There's going to be a lot of plays. There's going to be a lot of fantasy equity. Um, so I do think if you are playing, say, 150 teams, even in a 20 max, you're definitely going to want to have exposure on this game. Just because I'm down on it doesn't mean I'm not going to touch it. Um, I'm absolutely going to find ways to play it. Kyle Murray threw the ball 49 times last week, uh, only put up 24 DraftKings points, hmm. um, you know, 277 yards. Um, week one, he only put up uh, 20 DraftKings points. Um, I just don't feel like this, this team's flowing right now. And now you're going up against the uh, Los Angeles Rams, and, uh, you know, they got, they, got, they got a good defense. And I, I think they're going to be able to really control this game. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just 
they have the Rams have been giving up a lot of points to wide receiver. Um, so that, that, that's how you're going to definitely want to attack it. You know, the Dorich. Um, I think Zach Ertz is probably a good play. 4,600, pitting him with uh, Murray. Maybe Murray and Dorch. I mean, that's ugly. That's not a high ceiling play. But you're, you're getting a guy who's 4,300. You're getting a guy who's uh, 4,600. And then you're getting uh, Kyle Murray, who, who, could, who could run. He could get some equity with his legs. And if he's having a big day, I mean, if he's putting up a lot of yards and throwing a lot of the balls, those two guys are going to be involved. And they don't really have, like, the dominant number one right now um, wide receiver that, like, that's, like, a go-to. So, I mean, that could, that could be a good cheap stack. And it's a good cheap stack at low ownership. And you're saving so much money, you can obviously easily run back Cooper Cup. And uh, there's your ceiling. And uh, so I, I guess now I'm like talking myself into getting excited about the stack a little more. There you go. Because um, I, I do think like, yeah, if you're going to save that much money, Cooper Cup's right there. He's the ceiling. I just wasn't seeing, seeing the ceiling really with the Arizona Cardinals, but Cooper Cup is your ceiling. Uh, let me see if there's any players I'm missing here. AJ Green, dude's dust. You know, he's 102 years old. Uh, Clark, uh, Clark drafted him. And little Clark drafted him in his, his eighth grade uh, fantasy football uh, pool <laughs> yeah. back back in the nineties. So AJ yeah. Green, you know, yeah, not worth really touching. Um, and then Rondell Moore, obviously questionable. I don't think he's going to play, which is why Greg Dortch is a value. And then uh, Marquise Brown. I mean, your highest priced wide receiver, six thousand um, dollars. If you go the other way, if you go Stafford, um, you're saving a little money at quarterback. Um, you're you're going to want to play Cup, um, and then if you stack them, Allen Robinson's 5700. Allen Robinson's going to have under five percent ownership. Allen Robinson has scared a lot of people. You know, Twitter's definitely been like, uh, you know, where is Allen Robinson? And as Bears fans, you know, we could relate. But yeah. you know, I mean, week he, one he only had two targets. The Buffalo Bills took him out of the game. He had a touchdown week, out of the game out of the gate last week, right? Yeah, last week he had five targets, caught four of them, uh, went 53 yards and a touchdown. I think he had a touchdown so, taken back penalty. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I. I don't I think, think I've watched so. the 22s on that game yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah, man, uh, Allen Robinson's fine. Like he, he's playable there, and uh, that's gonna that that stack actually is gonna have really low ownership. Um, Stafford, Cup, Robinson, uh, the tight end's also in a great spot. Uh, Tyler Higby. You know he's he's gonna he's probably gonna get about ten percent ownership, um, but ceiling yep. of fourteen points. Man, there's just a lot of really good tight end plays this week. Usually, I like uh, just like man, just punt it tight end, don't give a shit. But this week, I feel like every tight end is projecting for ten points with a fifteen point ceiling. Um, so I usually don't play tight end in the slot in the flex position, um, but this week I'm gonna have to consider it. You know, I'm going to generate a bunch of teams, and then uh, I'm probably going to generate like 300 teams without tight ends in the flex, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to generate 300 teams with tight ends in the flex, and I'm just going to kind of kind of look at the two and see if which, which way I like better. If there's tight end teams, I'm, double tight end teams I'm getting excited about. You know, it only hits like 
twice a year in the Millie Maker, the double tight end play. Um, but I think its ownership is somewhere like 15%. So you have a huge you have a huge advantage on the field for doing it. It's just not likely to hit, and it's it's generally kind of a, a what do you a think about waste of a play. once a year, once or twice a year. Yeah, once or twice a year. What it's even like? You'll yeah. see the double tight end play uh, when 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 somebody a lot of money, and uh, yeah. I, mean, I, I think a lot of right. people play it and lose a lot of money. Um, I, I generally don't like to play, but this week I am going to look at it. Like I said, yeah, you know, because uh, you might you might even get Kelsey and then and then punt at at your flex position, um, or or put Kelsey in the flex, or, right. or you buy two cheap tight ends and. You know they're producing just as well as some of these, you know, six thousand uh, dollar wide receivers, um, and then that allows you to spend up because there's a lot of ceiling on this slate. You know, Jefferson Cup, uh, CMC, uh, JT, like there's legit ceiling. This isn't this isn't the slate where, like last week, there wasn't a lot of ceiling, and, and it paid out, man. Like last week, my number one running back was Mixon, the only running back to put up like over 25 points was Mixon. So, you know, it was just a week where, like, and you played contrarian. You you won a lot of money. Mixon's ownership is looking to be through the roof, right? I had a nice roof, profitable right? week. Mixon's ownership this week is going to be through the roof. Um, but I don't even think they're in the stack, are they? 17.4 is what I see over here from uh, Pro Football Focus. Yeah, Mixon, about 15% ownership. That's not crazy. Okay. Seventy six hundred. I mean, the price point is 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 all right. Like everybody's going to want to spend down because here, here's what's happening, Clark. Joe mm-hmm. Mixon, and let me just pull up a, a conspiracy. A conspiracy. So I can picture, yeah, a conspiracy yep. theory. Yep. So I make sure I'm I'm uh, not talking out of my ass, which I will. Like if you listen to this podcast, I will sometimes be talking out of my ass. You, we're going to do. Uh, like I said, I am not a professional by it, any means. And we're going to do one more game, right? You you want to do one more game here? As well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll get to the, my favorite game of the week, which would be yeah, next. Yeah, because um, yeah, we are almost out of time. Um, so David Montgomery is fifty nine hundred, and uh, who are we talking about? Mixon. Yeah, Mixon. He's seventy six hundred. And when you look at their um, ceiling, you know Mixon's ceiling is about three points higher than Montgomery. When you look at the projection, uh, Montgomery's projecting about a point and a half less than Mixon. So people are just going to want to save the money. So Mixon might be uh, – that's going to keep his ownership down. And and David Montgomery's ownership is going to be high because of uh, that very reason. And uh, I think David Montgomery is going to be uh, one of those players you're going to want to pivot against. Um, don't buy into it. Um, the Bears are a mess. The offensive line's a mess. And uh, if everybody's going that way – there's there's so many options in that price point that could beat David Montgomery that the risk isn't worth taking. So um, just real quickly before I move into the to, to the big game of the week, the game I think is going to be a, a, a great tournament play in that Philly Washington game. Um, just looking at running back, um, I'm going to sort by price here. Uh. Yeah, uh, Leonard Fournette is is the other guy who's going to get catch a lot of ownership. You know, he's I think a lot of Leonard Fournette and David Montgomery. Don't be one of those people. If you're going to play one, don't play the other in the same lineup. Make sure you diversify. Okay. Um, Javante Williams projects um, comparable 
in that price point. Antonio Gibson, um, which I, who I don't like all that well this week, uh, does project similar. A.J. Dillon, man, you know, Tampa Bay is going to stuff up the Green Bay run game. They're going to shut Aaron Jones down. Uh, the best route to beating Tampa Bay this week, which is an ugly game. I don't want to touch it. But I think A.J. Dillon's going to get a lot of passing equity. And uh, he's projecting really well. So um, A.J. Dillon at 6,000. 6, and there's a guy who's under 10% ownership. And then I mentioned it at the, the top of the show, at uh, 5,500, I think Miles uh, Sanders, you know, Right now he's only at about 12% ownership. Like, I like that play a lot. And that's going to, again, save you a lot of money off the rest of, uh, uh, you know, the cost of uh, a lot of things. I think I think Miles Sanders could beat David Montgomery. And, you know, you're going to get a lot less ownership and you're going to save a couple bucks. So, just my thought at running back. But getting, getting in the main event, getting into the play of the week um, – you know, this is a game you're going to want to uh, attack the most in tournament plays. You know, the Philadelphia Eagles have been on a tear lately. They've been looking fantastic. The Washington Redskins have been playing offense. Um, they, they've been they've been throwing the ball. Um, they've been they've been they've been getting it done. But they're a team that like you could find a ceiling with. There's players there. Uh, Jalen Hurts, 7,600. He's still too too low price. You know, his ownership is under 10%. Um, even, even if it's bad, even if it gets up to 15%, you're still going to want to be on Jalen Hurts uh, in this game. Uh, the tight end, I think, is in a great position, Dallas Goddard. Um, he's under 10% ownership. Uh, he has one of the better ceilings on the week. He's 4,700. Again, a lot of equity at tight end this week. Um, I think you look at that. But A.J. Brown is in a really good spot. A.J. Brown is a dominant football player who, when he balls, man, like you can't stop him. And he's been playing well for the Eagles, uh, but he's only put up – week one he put up almost 30 DraftKings points against the Detroit Lions. I think this is a similar uh, situation. Uh, last week, you know, the Vikings shut him down. He only got 12 points. But that was just an ugly game. 13 targets week one, eight targets week two. You know, he's, he's, he's at a price uh, where he should be. It's an appropriate price. You're not getting the savings at him at 7,300. But the fact that the field's only on him right now at about 7% just doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. Um, I think it's vulgar. I think it's disgusting. I think uh, fantasy players should be ashamed of themselves uh, oh. that they're not building this stack. I think this is like – and I might even consider a single stack, you know, just going – because. Jalen Hurts gives you all the, the equity with his legs, right? So you don't have to get there with his arm. So right. you only need a single stack as opposed to a double stack. And um, as much as I like running double stacks, it feels good to just be able to do a single stack once in a while. Man, I hit a button and I just lost everything. What um, what single the um, what is the like why a single stack versus a double stack sometimes just to Get well, off of that because stack, you're you're really pigeonholing yourself into those games. When you, when you play a double stack, you're t- getting a really nice um, advantage on the field. Um, there's still there's still it's been shown time and time again 
that, you know, a lot of big tournaments are won with double stacks, with game stacks in general. Mm-hmm. You know, double stacking one side of the ball with one offense and then having the run back. I mean, you, your construction has to be built around that in general. But um, unless, you know, cash is a different story. But when we're talking tournaments, you have to have the, the, uh, the correlation and you have, you have to play the stack. When you have a quarterback who runs, you know, who's a dual threat, you can single stack because, you know, they might throw for 200 yards. So, you know, one of their receivers goes for 120 yards and a touchdown. Meanwhile, they run for 70 yards and a touchdown. You know, you're getting there with their legs and their arm. When you have a quarterback like um, Tom Brady, you know, who's not going to run, but he might throw for three, 400 yards. You now have uh, two receivers who are going to, who are going to get a lot of, um, a lot of the equity, a lot of the yardage, you know, uh, uh, Joe Burrow is a guy I, I, I consistently double stack, um, you know, Josh Allen, he's a guy you could single stack. Like he fits both roles. Uh, but they, that offense has been so dominant. I, I would want to double stack him. Uh, Kyle Murray is a guy you could single stack, but you know, I again, like the double stack Aaron Rodgers would be a double stack. Uh, but don't touch that. Don't touch Aaron Rodgers this week. Don't touch that game. You know, I, there's no, no. receivers. Okay. No receivers are playing in that game. Mm-hmm. So stay away from that. Um, you know, Tuoloa, uh, another guy, you know, he, he just keeps throwing the ball to, to his guys. And yeah. it's great. It's great in stacks when you know who they're throwing to. And uh, I think it's pretty safe to say A.J. Brown is going to be throwing the ball a lot this week. And Jalen Hurts is going to run. Uh, and then on the run back, Curtis Samuel right now is leading the Washington Redskins in targets. He's 5,100. It's not a sneaky play, 14%, 15% projected ownership. Um, he has the highest projected ownership in this game of the, uh, cast, the pass catchers. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, let me pull the flex so I get everybody's ownership here. Yeah, he's, he's the highest uh, projected owner, player in the game. So nobody – Curtis Samuel's not sneaking past anybody. Um, Curtis Samuel has eaten a lot into Terry McLaurin's production. Terry McLaurin has under 1% ownership projected right now. Terry McLaurin is still Terry McLaurin. He still has a, a real ceiling of about 20 points. 6400 more expensive than Curtis Samuel, over $1,000 more than Curtis Samuel. That's why everyone's playing Curtis Samuel. It's a smarter play, but contrarian. Um, Terry McLaurin may not be that bad of, a, bad of a bet running it back. You could also, like, if you think Washington wins this game, maybe they do it with the legs of Antonio Gibson, and they just, they just run the hell out of the ball. So you could, you could stack uh, Jalen Hurts with A.J. Brown and then run it back with Antonio Gibson. I think that makes sense. I'm just going to pull the defense up right now. I can't remember if Philly has – I feel like Philly does have a good run defense, but it's not sticking out right now. Yeah, uh, no. Of course, everything's like frozen. And, of course, uh, Al, while you're doing that, I just want to thank all of the listeners for, uh, for joining in on this first episode here. Uh, we want to do this every Friday. To, we'll be back again next week, and we're not done here yet today, of course. But every Friday, uh, grab this podcast. It'll become available for your drive-in, for your commute. I think it's great. Or maybe grab it for your commute home on Friday. Throw it down. Uh, heck, a lot of you folks, we're sitting there in front of a computer somewhere. Just throw that in the ear. Or if you're doing some hard work, instead of listening to the radio, throw on our podcast. You know, a lot of, uh, 
There you go. Let's Sounds go. Park, that's um. Well, I mean, that's what I. That's how I like to do my podcast listening is on Fridays. Um, if I don't get to it on Friday, then I'm tr- struggling on Sunday morning. You know, Al, I got the kids, I got everything going on Sunday mornings before football, and I try to sp- go spend two or three hours last minute. Well, if you get your listening in a little bit early, and Al, I know that you've got a lot more research into this uh, than I do, of course, and that's why you're the one with the show today, uh, running, running this show here. Um, we're getting all of the information from you, but I just like this, this show is for everybody. Like listen to this to get your info. I take down some notes while I'm listening to the podcast. And then I go and I look those players up. I run, I run the simulations. I run the stats. I I do it all. But if I don't get to it on Friday, like the last two weeks out, it caught up on me. And by, by Sunday morning, I'm scrambling, that things aren't going well with the family because I'm not paying attention to the kids, you know, that kind of stuff. So week one, the Philadelphia Eagles gave up 45 fantasy points to the Detroit Lions on the ground. The running backs put up 48 points combined. So uh, Swift probably had a great game that uh, game. Williams probably had uh, some equity there. Last week they held the Minnesota Vikings to 12 points. So – they're definitely beatable. The Eagles are definitely beatable on the ground. Um, they're also very weak in, in the air, um, which is probably how people are going to look at that game. So I would say go Gibson or go McLaurin or go um, whoever the other option, Curtis Samuel, yeah. um, as your run back. And I would go, I would go heavy this week on AJ Brown and uh, Jalen Hurts. Okay. Like I'm just gonna. I'm going to say it right now that that's going to be the larger lock of the week. We're going to go Jalen Hurts. We're going to go uh, Brown. And I'm going to run it back with uh, – you know, I'm just going to say Gibson. I'm, uh, I think uh, – I don't want I don't want to eat the chalk on Samuel, even though the price point is sweet. Gibson, 6,400. It's a running back. He's got a, He's got a real ceiling. He's got low ownership, so I'm going to run the Washington game back with the running back with Gibson, and uh, I'm going to have the Eagles. Man, I just see the Eagles dominating this game. So why would why would why would Washington run? So that's a bad that's a bad idea. I'm I, I'm definitely 100% on the Brown uh, Hurt stack. Uh, do what you want on the run back. Um, you know what? I'm running back uh, Johan Dotson, 4600. Under 5% ownership. Uh, he's been seeing targets. He's been having some good games. Uh, I like that. So that, that, I'm sticking with that. that. That's my final answer. That's going to be my, uh, you know, five targets the last two games. 58 yards and a touchdown last week. Uh, 40 yards and two touchdowns week one. So, look, he's put up uh, 18 and 17 fantasy points. Uh, Jahan Dotson is your run back with the Washington Redskins. Um, I'm sorry, the Washington Commanders, forgive me, and uh, A.J. Brown and Hurts is is, uh, the stack of the week. So there's your stack of the week, and uh, good luck to everybody. That again, Uh, Brown and Hurts, your stack of the week. Oh, I love hearing that. I think, you know, I drafted Hurts in a couple of leagues, year-long leagues, and this this is the, the year to make or break for him. So, so far, so good. And now AJ oh, Brown. No brainer. He was a no brainer. Yeah, if you wanted, if you wanted to get him, like you had to draft him, I a, hard, him a little early. Right, 
where he where he was going in the drafts was just a hard spot for me to take him. But there's no question he 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 was a great uh, stag. Yeah, uh, at, at, at the quarterback position. Um, so, yeah, that's great. Uh, I like that as your stack of the week. That uh, that says it gives me a chance in a in a league where I didn't think I had a chance. So. Yeah, I'm most likely going to play that in my small, my single entry tournament play. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I'm probably going to want to try to find like a little more ceiling in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe get one of the high end, high priced uh, running backs in there. Um, although I'm not sold on any one high priced running back right now, which is kind of a problem. There's no one I have real conviction on. I feel safer saying, you know, Justin Jefferson's going to have a great week uh, than any of the wide receivers. Um, so I, I might go like Justin Jefferson, try to find him in there, um, and then squeeze in the rest. You know, punt at tight end, go with Herb Smith, and then uh, maybe punt at the third wide receiver position uh, and try to find a punt that doesn't have a lot of ownership. That's key, too. Like, make sure you're playing a player that has under 7% ownership in your lineup. Make sure your lineups are under 13% ownership. Um Collectively, like if you take an average of all the ownership, divide it by the number of players, you know, make sure that number is under 13%. Um, I mean, I, that's key. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm feeling good, good at that's it. That's great. I haven't even looked at defenses yet. You know, there's probably going to be a good punt defense. Uh, don't play the chalk. Uh, that's another place to save on your chalk exposure. If everyone's playing the same defense, just please don't do it. Um, you know, you're talking defenses, Al, and I know we're getting to the end of this, but uh, last night, um, that Cleveland Browns game, that touchdown at the end of the game, yeah, saved me again. Saved me in a couple spots. Absolutely saved Including me. Including the Larcher, Lawrence, and Collective at it, the, uh, FF, the F, F, my FF, FFPC game. FFPC, yeah. Uh, and uh, it got me – I still have a fighting chance against Ross in the Ross League, Al, so – Whew. Man, I don't – that guy's scoring system. I don't know. I'm what's fighting from behind over there. Oh, Yeah. Ross, I feel like every uh, time I, I have a player that goes like mega off, and I look, and let me tell you, he's got like twenty. He's got twenty three points in Ross. He better be listening to this show. He better be listening to this show, and he better have gotten to this point of it. And I want to hear from you, Ross. That's wow. That guy's scoring system. I agree. Al, yeah, we, we didn't were, touch on. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, we were like the, uh, the FFPC game. You know, we were in the FFPC uh, uh, players uh, championship game. We have, we're sharing a team. We needed and that. I think you mentioned maybe finding a different defense this week, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's stay. Let's stick with the Browns. They're playing, you know, the helpless, uh, uh, the crappy. Who, who are they playing yesterday? Pittsburgh. Right. They're playing fucking Mitch Trubinsky. You know, we're Bears fans. We know how horrible that is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, I looked like in the fourth quarter, and we were at zero points on defense. I know. And I'm like, oh man! Yeah, should have listened like, to Clark, and then they saved you. Clark. <laughs> and then that last second uh, defensive touchdown, I'm like, boom, genius. Let me just say that so far the co ownership of a of a team, because a lot of times you know when you own something with somebody else, uh, you know th- things go sour. So far, three weeks in, two weeks in, I feel like we're doing pretty well. I'm enjoying it. We, yeah. I, I'd call us overachievers, even though we ah, high second highest score of the week last week, Al. And lost yeah. the game. Oh, damn. Damn it. Yep. And I'm a little concerned with Connor this week, by the way. Yep. Um, yeah. You staying away from uh, Houston Bears, the, the Texan versus the Bears. Uh, I I have to say I agree. And now after looking at, you know, uh, pro football focus, you know, they, they have their 
their data, their beta for their, 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 their data there, that their beta data, their data beta for week three and their simulations. Uh, the highest yeah. scoring QB will be Buffalo's quarterback. And yeah. you know who the second lowest TD on the um, on, uh, percentage of the simulations there? With, uh, with, with Justin Fields as the highest scoring player? Uh, they are, Justin Fields. They are second to the last when it comes to that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I have him in uh, the Scott Fishbowl. He's my quarterback, too. And uh, He's our my third-string quarterback is uh, Marcus Mariota. And I really have to have a come-to-Jesus meeting because, like, if the Bears are – if Justin Fields is going to have a great week, this is the week he's going to have it. Yep. Um, but I know Marcus Mariota just projects better than, than Justin Fields, um, both in, like, floor, ceiling – like every every measurable category, um, so every ounce of me like the right move is to play Marcus Mariota. But there's something in my gut because I'm a Bears fan yep, that, that makes does me it. believe that against the helpless, you know, the 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 worst defensive line in football, Folks, one of the worst offensive lines in football, could actually play a little bit. You got to fight that feeling out there, folks. You got to fight. You got to fight that feeling. Um, yeah, don't do Homer stuff, guys. Don't do it. But the problem is, if you fight that feeling and, and you cut him, the next week he's going to blow up, and then it turns around. It's it's one of those things. Maybe maybe we have to cut him, Al, in order for him to succeed in real yeah. football. You know. Maybe. Oh, man. Maybe. Uh, a couple guys I'm out on this week. Uh, notably, I would say Derek Carr. Just uh, I don't like the game environment. It's Tennessee, and that game's going to be slow and not a lot of points to it. Uh, Geno Smith, uh, that's a no-brainer against uh, the Falcons. You know, I said it earlier, Matt Ryan, he's just old, tired. He's old, he's tired, and he works with children. He works with fucking children. So, you know, uh, to quote CM Punk, uh, I think Matt Ryan is out uh, there. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, that's a tough one, man. I kind of wanted to play TL, but uh, I just couldn't get there. The, The numbers just didn't project well enough for me. Jameis Winston's a little banged up. Uh, I, I just don't feel it. And again, a low scoring game. Uh, Mac Jones, like, I don't want to touch the Patriots. Uh, Tom Brady, who's he throwing to? Like, who, who is the man throwing to? Uh, uh, Russell Gage who's is going to be yeah. wide receiver one wow. for Tom Brady this week. That's and uh, that might be actually a good play, um, you know, to, to build stacks, to throw in your stacks as you're like wide receiver two or three. Uh, Justin Gage is worth looking at because uh, I mean that's all Tom. I mean, who's Tom Brady throwing to? I mean, what a really. what a bad week to get suspended as a Tampa wide receiver. Yeah, yeah right. Yep, and that's I need it in the Scott Fishbowl, man. I you need, need that I appeal. Need you need that appeal to go through. I need the appeal, man. No idea. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, I like it. That's who you're right, out buddy. on. Yeah, great work with this here first show. Nice, nice work over there. Um, your research is impeccable. Is that the word? It, it, impeccable? It, yep, that's the word. Impeccable. Impeccable. I don't know if that's what else you got on the way out? Good night. Uh, see you I'm next not... week. Huh? What do you have? Is it just good night and we'll see you next week? Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not touching uh Russell Wilson either. No Russ. Uh, let's see just, uh, uh, Who's the highest projected owner and wide receiver? Let's see what we're gonna do with it. Uh, looks like uh, Stefan Diggs is your highest uh, 
projected wide older wide receiver. Yep. Uh, I'm going to play him. I'm probably going to. He's, he's about 20% ownership. I think I'm going to be right there. Uh, Brandon Cooks is your other highly owned wide receiver. Uh, I'm going to go underweight on him. All right. Good night. Yep. Good night.